Welcome, fellow adventurers, to Dead Before It Started, Bald and Bearded Chronicles. Grab your dice bags and ready your imaginations because we're about to embark on a journey through the wild, wacky, and wonderfully disastrous world of D&D. I'm Michael, the one with the imposing bald head, beard, and glasses, and alongside me is the ever-wise, bald, and bearded Matt. Greetings, listeners. Our combined years of DMing have gifted us with tales that are too good not to share. We have celebrated the missteps, the critical fails, and those characters who have left the tavern but never quite the starting village. <laughs> That's right. Whether it's a campaign that met its untimely demise or a character whose dreams were dashed by a well-placed banana peel, we're diving into the moments that were dead before they started. But it's not all doom and gloom. We'll also explore the gems hidden within the chaos, those unforgettable NPCs who stole the show, unexpected alliances that save the day, and the camaraderie that keeps us rolling those dice. So join us every week as we roll the dice of destiny and share stories that make you laugh, make you cringe, or even inspire your next adventure. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your podcast fix so you never miss an episode of Dead Before It Started, Bald and Bearded Chronicles. Welcome to our another episode of Dead Before It Started. Yay, Bald and Bearded Chronicles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty good, but nice. you know, got to get it like, yeah, we're all here. Everybody's with us. We're listening. Yay. I'm Matt and that's Michael. Oh, wait, we're doing our personas today. We <laughs> oh, no, personas, we're not. Right. We did make personas, but I don't know how we feel about our personas. Like my, my persona is uh thorn, thorn shadow caster. Ooh, and I'm Cal Stormforge. I thought it was Kyle. Kal-El. Kal-El. I don't know. I Whatever. I was going to say Kale Stormforge is what I was going to say. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a Star Wars character and it's probably copyright. Wrote probably we're not going to use that. It's fine. Copy, copyright. <laughs> copywritten. Copy I don't know. Whatever. All right. A TM next to it? <clears throat> probably. There isn't a TM next to it. We're lucky. But oh. um, we're back. Uh, we had a couple weeks off, played some D&D, did some good stuff, yeah. hanging out. Woo. Uh... But today we're gonna inf- unfold something a little different. We're gonna uh, we're gonna let my wonderful co-host here give a uh, give a little bit of a story, and story then time. I'm gonna kind of react on this a little bit and see uh, yeah, how it goes. A so discussion about it, little discussion, let it go. Uh, maybe bring some dice of destiny back today, and then uh, as always, our Am- Amazon find of the day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, you're up. I feel like you got your profession hat on there for a minute. Like, all right, kids, this is what we're learning today. This is kind of the schedule. Uh, I do what I do. I know. Um, <laughs> wait, before this. Oh, before, okay. What, what are these personas you made? What are they? Yeah. I They're don't D&D know. characters, right? They're, you made well, D&D characters with them? Ca- well, I was I thinking we, we could in the future. No, oh, I was thinking okay. we could in the future. So, like, I like I created character names that we could have, like, a backstory for us as like just kind of like instead of us being us now we're a oh. character and we can rp every single one of these episodes so are we like rping a character a D character that has a podcast yes that was my <laughs> idea i don't know how good it was but that was my idea to kind of spice it up a little bit it's interesting yeah because i could be a wise and charismatic elf bard bring my bring my uh guitar down and start playing while we're you know? Like on the stage of some inn yeah, once a exactly. week. Yeah. A little talk show. Exactly <laughs> my thought process. You know, and you're a sorcerer with your 
mage light hanging over mm. our heads and yeah. creating our ambiance. Do, yeah, yeah, the ambiance. If we could, effects. if we could only have the video, we should do the video the, thing. The... That was pretty good, actually. That um, was my magic. <laughs> Woo. I like that. Actually, I think you know. Then we could do like green screen it up behind here and, and actually like wear some, you know, a bar <laughs> Yeah, I know that. that With I, the elf ears on. I was the elf ears. Everything. I was thinking it'd be kind of cool, but I don't know if we're actually going to do it. So. But that's my idea. So, giving it to you. I see. Okay. You're up. You're up. With your story, here comes yeah. story time, children. So, this story is, it's been around for a while. Um, I, most of you may have heard it if you're pretty deep into D&D and uh, love looking up stories on the line. But, I know you haven't. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, not me. This. So, I think it's pretty good. It shows off uh, a really good story of a uh, really good... It's a really good story of uh, an RP, a guy who does really well with the RP in his character and sticking to his um, uh, alignment. So this is the story of Ashto Shan, the gray necromancer. He is a gray necromancer because he is a, he, he kind of blurs the lines between good and bad, but he he kind of skirts it closer to to evil. He's a neutral evil, neutral kind of character. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, I need that. What do you got? Need to keep going, keep going. Okay. Uh, so great nec- necromancer, as we call it. Uh, let's see. Uh, 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 like I was saying, Sorry. pure. He he skirts the line between neutral evil, pure neutral. Um, he wasn't particularly, uh, evil, but was just very devoted to his class. All things die in time. There was a balance to uphold in the, in that regard. And it was his task to do so. Naturally, none of the party liked him because he did things that just needed to be done. And they're full of, uh, it's a party of paladins and druids, good, normal, good the good guys. Samaritans, yeah. The good guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they knew they could trust him uh, due to how painfully honest he was. Interesting. Uh, this is the kind of honesty that would tell a child straight to their face that they were going to die. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah. Uh, okay. We'll get to that. Uh, Pardo well, was also extremely uncomfortable up. with his presence. It didn't help that the lich, lich loved with a grafted arm was as such a particular undead wasn't flesh I am re this is painful to read. I should This is very painful. Sorry. Anyways, he's lich loved. He has a grafted arm. It's just a skeletal arm mm-hmm. on his body. Basically. Um wears, you know, modest gray robes, really living up to the whole gray necromancer thing. Um he has almost no sense of self preservation. Death was just another part of life to him. And he would face it, face it no matter what. Um, he was always, you know, running into the fight. Um, he would do what he could to keep them alive, his party alive, with temporary ha- uh, health and undead to shield them. But once they started to die, it was improper for him to intervene. So if it, <laughs> that's his awesome. party was about to die, this sounds like a character I want to play. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Uh, okay, um, all right, all right. Paladin Druid hated him for this particular uh, 
personality trait. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, this is this took place in Pathfinder. Okay. It has a little bit of D and D in it. They, I think they kind of blended. The they two. do. They do blend. Uh, Pathfinder is oh. not that much. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, D and D and Pathfinder fans. Pathfinder is not that much different. It is different. I'm not going to say it's the same, but they're I mean, very I think similar. Spawn from D and D. I think so. it. The, I think it, either that or D and D spawn from Pathfinder. I don't. I don't know. It's just an offshoot. <laughs> they're very yeah. similar. They're very similar. Um, but this was this was presented to me as a D and D story, so I'm going to present it to you as one, I guess. <laughs> um. So let's see. the The party starts out. They start clearing dungeons, as you you know any party does, doing small tasks and quests. Um, the The party becomes extremely uncomfortable with the fact that one of his arms is skeletal, and he can touch anything or kill anything that it touches. This is like a high level necromancer, so. Um, some RP here, right? He's using like touch, okay. a, touch of death and killing things. Really easy with it. Okay. Um, uh, even more so, they're uncomfortable with the fact that they found out that uh, one of those things each day that he killed can become a zombie under his control indefinitely. So he's killing these things with a touch, raising them. Um, more on top of that, when we find out one of his he raises one of the zombies he raises normally uh he strips all of their flesh and crams the skeletons into a bag of holding so he's taking the zombies stripping them of flesh cramming the bones into a bag of holding um so they're they're always with him yeah okay i get it all yeah. right uh party is well aware that he is slowly creating an army of undead mostly due to the fact that he is making no effort to hide it when the party needs a distraction or more damage, he gives a skeleton the bag, has it run out s- somewhere, and dump it, making eight to ten uh, skeletons come out. Um, he doesn't control these, but they're closer to the enemy than they are the party, so it, it's a distraction to the, the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Um Astoshan stores all his undead in one of the in one of the dungeons that they clear out and prepares a portal to it as an emergency escape or source of reinforcements. Um, stuck with a necromancer who can rip open a portal to a room with a complete a couple hundred undead um, at a moment's no, mo, at a moment's notice really cranks up the paranoia of the party. Um they eventually make it to a large city that has recently been attacked, you guessed it, by hordes of undead. Districts are still closed off. People are paranoid and scared. Thrilled to see the party, not so much uh, Astoshan. They're sent into the area that had, had the breach to clear it out and search for survivors. Um, they go over a makeshift barricade, undead shambling all over the streets and buildings. Somewhere clearly the attacking force, armored skeletons that were sent over the walls. Others were obviously turned corpses of the civilians. Deciding on a plan on how to go through it all, um, the party could fight them, but they could get surrounded halfway through. Um, While they're planning what to do, Astoshan wanders off. 
um, the paladin spots him walking down the street, politely walking around the undead that didn't care much about him. Um, Party grumps and continues planning as he calmly nudges the skeletons into a small group, almost as if they were helping an older person cross the street. This is kind of like, I don't know if you've seen the undead. I mean, the walking dead. Yes, this is getting eerily... This is like eerily similar to to some of these things, and I'm like, oh yeah. gosh, what's gonna happen? Um, I don't f- like him already. <laughs> he forms a line stretching across the street, um, and asks the party to get off the ba- the barrier, the makeshift barrier that they're on. Um, the main. I'm sorry, I skipped over the thing. He crowds them all up into a circle and then takes control of them, and then commands them to be in a straight line. All these undead that he's r- rustled up and then has the party come over um, with him. Um, the paladin and dwarf grump past without a word, taking down zombies in hand-to-hand without much issue as a ranger and, a, and druid fire arrows. So the paladin and dwarf join Astoshan, and you got a ranger and druid still firing arrows into the ones he hasn't controlled yet. Um, after f- sweeping a few streets with the ranger, um, he, the ranger heard a crying come from, coming from one of the buildings. Absolutely packed with zombies, they heard it too and started swarming. Once more, Astoshan simply walks through the horde, politely moving them aside as if it was going through a crowd at a fair. After he made his way through and slipped through the barricade, locking it, after he shuts it behind him, um, the party waited outside as the cries stopped. But after a few minutes the mage of the mage not returning, they decided that something awful had happened and they needed to kill the necromancer. So they're suspecting he did something to whatever was crying up there. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. Um This is this is just getting worse and worse yeah. and worse. Zombies were a little threat to the high level party but there was certainly no shortage of them and took, and it took time to work through them all. When they finally reached the upstairs bedroom, the paladin kicked down the door, ready to bash Astro Shan's skull in for performing some horrid ritual on the a survivor. Instead, they found him sitting on the floor with a small injured girl, girl in his arms, quietly whispering her lullabies. Even the paladin could see she wasn't going to make it. Astoshan ignored their questions as he stayed with her, singing until her eyes closed and didn't open again. Druid took the high ground and demanded to know what would happen. Astoshan explained that she had a bite injury from a zombie and told her she wasn't going to make it. He asked if she wanted to end it quickly, and she was too scared, so she said no. Um, prom- so he promised to stay with her until it was over. The party's jaws hit the floor. Um, he picked her up and walked her over to the her bed and covered her with the sheets. This is when the DM passed Astoshan, the player, uh, a note that read his alignment had changed to pure neutral. Astoshan then snapped the little girl's neck to keep her from raising. The, the ranger, who was in tears at this point, Um, suddenly stopped (laughs) and the DM took back his note that said he had turned to neutral. (laughs) (laughs) Is is that the story? 
That's well. That's kind of the, <laughs> the start of this crap. <laughs> first, first impression. You want my first impressions? Yeah, let's hear them. That's a lot. Right? Um, but if you're, I mean, being being honest, playing your character as your character, yeah, is brilliant. Uh-huh. Absolutely brilliant. Oh yeah. I love that. Yeah, he's really into it. So. Um and then like saying they turned to neutral and then he's like, No, I'm done. <laughs> and over. He's just being pragmatic. Like he didn't it wasn't like a gosh. Like, no, I'm not gonna be neutral. It's uh this thing can raise and we're gonna protect the party from yeah, another zombie. Yeah, f- fine. Right? <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I, I don't disagree, but wow. Yeah. Wow. Um. It's uh, <laughs> that's a story for sure. Yeah. So going from there, oh, gosh. Um, the party continues to clear out the district. No s- survivors beyond um the one that Astoshan found, the little girl, which I guess at this point is not a survivor. Um. Citizens are extremely against the fact that there was now a new necromancer in the city with a couple dozen armored skeletons. So he's got his own little posse of skeletons. He's like, yeah. (laughs) But they're too terrified to do anything, and guards have PTSD and won't even try. Asto Shan is officially in charge of clearing out the infested areas since since the undead don't even see him. Pally is assigned to keep an eye on him since the city doesn't trust him. The paladin is looking for an excuse the whole time to smite Asto, Asto Shan into a pile of dust. He, he just he wants this thing dead, but he needs a good reason. <laughs> um, Asto Shan doesn't notice, but keeps doing his work. Slowly but surely, the, the dynamic duo are clearing out the city while the rest of the party is out searching for where the undead came from. Civilians get... A little uncomfortable with the skeletons being bringing bodies out of the lost district and burying them all day, every day. Pally has his magical uh, underwear in a twist because Asto Shan <laughs> doesn't kill any of the armored skeletons. <laughs> Just bags them his up. Magical, or puts them in the hold on. Portal. Magical underwear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Big question here. What is magical underwear? Um, I don't know. It's, it's you said like it, in, so you got it. Probably got like an enchant on it that keeps them clean or something. Oh know? my god! Okay, fine. All right. On the okay. Side of the road or <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Okay. Fine. I think it's Keep going. Supposed to be a, an insult, you know. <laughs> it must be. Um. Oh gosh. Let's see. He he's just bagging up skeletons, putting them into portals, or some of them he re-kills and buries, or sorry, he re-kills and buries all the the zombies. The witch is going completely. This is going completely over the paladin's head. If the last district is getting cleaned up, um, the other half of the party returns. Apparently a massive dead cult had been disguised as adventurers, cleaning out bandit groups and dungeons and gathering bodies up and resurrecting them to unleash on the city all at once. The party instantly breaks down and starts discussing whether Astoshan is part of the cult or not. The paladin makes sure... To point out, Astoshan is in fact an evil necromancer with a giant horde of undead on his hand and wants him dead. Ranger brings up the, the little girl, 
which she is significantly less salty about now. Um, she she says he thinks or she thinks he's okay. The druid uh, thinks he's an abomination that is exact opposite of everything she stands for and wants him dead. The dwarf brings up um, because he observed or he was the only one that observed that. Um, Astoshan had never raised anything that hasn't tried to kill an innocent person and only keeps the bodies of those that have um, only keeps the bodies of those in his dungeon. So his dungeon is full of monsters and murderers. All the decent people that he's come across have been given full burials. Um, he's not trying to destroy or conquer. He's just keeping the status quo and needs to deal with evil magic to do so. Deal in evil magic to do so. All votes in favor of the necromancer. The party is tied. Astroshan refuses to vote or against himself. DM passes him a note, changed to pure neutral again. <laughs> <laughs> changed to pure neutral again. All right. Is there more yep. to the story? Is there a bigger question? Yeah. One more. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. okay. So now he's pure neutral because he's not going to vote for or against himself. That and um, the the revelation that they made of he only he only keeps the the skeletons yeah, of, of murderers the, and monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Not of good. Samaritans and good yeah. people and g- general people. Okay. Yeah. Um, he gives them barriers. <clears throat> okay. Um, this sounds like a fun story to play. I know, right? <laughs> I kind of want to play it, not even just listen to it, but okay. Um, Here's what level these guys are because they must be I don't pretty think high. I've ever played above like nine or 10. I, I've never played above four <laughs> yeah. because you stopped our campaign. Stop blaming me for that. I am blaming you for that. <laughs> um, I'm yeah, always so some of the magics this always does, blame you for it. It's pretty incredible because that's how I feel about that. About the story, though, I feel like this. Yay. It's a good story yeah. so far. We're not done yet, but no. um, right, last section. Okay. So weeks pass. The party has been helping the town recover. Citizens are okay with the skeletons now that patrol the town and protect the graveyard. Astoshan has started marking their armor with a white handprint to tell them apart. Astoshan has been using them to clean up graves and give people proper burials. Taking care of crime, too. Nobody asks where the bandits disappear to. Locals don't want to kill the necromancer for once, and the party is getting ready to move on since things are under control. But that can't happen, though. One morning, a scout comes barreling into town, and it turns (laughs) out the neighboring lord wants to use the recent undead issue as a good opportunity to to expand his border. Next morning, there is an army camped outside the town, and the town is panicking, outnumbered by a good margin and nowhere to run. The Pallian Dwarf start organizing construction on the walls, ranger and druid summoning trees and animals to help um, from the nearby woods. Astoshan meets with the army and town guard to have a discussion. Um, the next morning, everyone is on the walls, ranger and Dwarf are making Lord of the Rings jokes. Astoshan <laughs> is a full has a full company of skeletons that are on the gate. Suddenly, ladders hit the wall, and the ram starts to not so politely knock on the door. Walls are in chaos. Players are doing all they can to hold the line. Somebody opens the gate, and the ram gets set 
aside and the army charges in. The skeletons are getting slowly pushed back. The The units on the wall are retreating back to the gatehouse. The skeletons at the rear, with the skeletons at the rear guard to allow the army and guards to fall back to the street. Um, all the side roads are blocked off and makeshift walls with makeshift walls it's one way road to keep to the keep enemy army is pouring into the city cut down cut down cutting down the last of the skeletons that charge um after our forces then men with men having nowhere to run they form a big shield wall and get ready to die protecting the keep um astoshan is nowhere to be seen and the enemy army forms their own shield wall on the street, forming um, up for the last push. Then there's a boom at the gates as they slam shut and echo through the town. Some of the invaders turn in time to notice some of the fallen guards had started are starting to shake, and the bodies are rising. All of them have the white handprint on their armor. Um, so every single one of the guards that was near the walls or the gate, none of them fell back. Astoshan appears on top of the gatehouse as the bodies of hundreds of guards upon the walls and at the gate start to rise and the handprints on their armor glowing as they let out a horrid cry. The fallen camp captain stumbles out of the gatehouse, a bloody banner in it with a handprint and the white text clutched in his hands, even in death I shall protect. They stumble behind the enemy force and from the small infantry and form a small infantry block, not nearly enough to be a threat. The invading armies laugh at the pathetic attempt of a pincer that the town mustered, the sacrifice of the guards merely an annoyance. Then the portal opens up and hundreds of thousands of zombies and skeletons pour out of the rift. <laughs> uh they were laughing and now they're like oh yeah. and they're probably pooping oh oh yeah they have to be pooping the streets just got smelly <laughs> yeah had to be okay uh with a roar of the fallen guards they charge they slam into the flank the living charge on the other side hitting, hitting them on the head the invading armies stuck between a bunch of pissed off defenders and a swarm of undead that doesn't end Pretty soon, groups start to surrender, running to the defenders to get away from the horde that doesn't care. Undead guards from another shield wall facing the horde with the invaders to their backs. Living guards start to run over and form up with them. Start. I'm sorry. I, I lost my spot. <laughs> so the, the army's surrendering, and the undead guards that are raised are starting to fill form of shield wall to block the horde from the the living okay um and then the living join in to start pushing the undead horde that was unleashed back into the portal okay um see some of the invaders join to help as well uh as the horde is getting stuffed into the portal the undead guards follow them in holding back the mindless undead as the living back away the undead turn to face them, spreading their arms wide to keep the tide back. As the portal closes, they all smile. So he just added all the, an undead company 
to his little dungeon of skeletons. Okay. <laughs> like, so as, as a DM, I would have probably slipped another note at this point. Oh, yeah. And, and no longer neutral. Like, good now. Because, oh, good. oh, yeah. Because he met with the guard to say, you're probably going to die. Yeah. Will you let me re- resurrect you with certain, like, a little bit of, like, your mind intact? Right. Or, like, he probably gave them, like, some kind of spell to keep their mind intact beforehand, but they're still going to die. Yeah. And he created his own company probably beforehand. Am I wrong? Is that yeah, kind of what he did? That's exactly what happens. Okay. All right. That's, that's what he did. So he would be turned to pure, to, to neutral good. I don't know. Cause, uh, you basically sens- sentenced these guys to a, a life of undead. They, you didn't they sentence never them. They made it. Rest. But they made a choice. They did make the choice. They, they, like, he gave them the choice. Yeah. Does that make sense, though? Which is why Which I is think a it good thing, not keeps a bad. him at neutral. You think? Because he did a good thing. But did it in like an evil way. Was it evil? Evil magic, evil. Uh, who cares about the evil magic? Know. You can use evil magic and be good. Yeah. You can. You should. Yeah. I think yeah. you're right. Like, it, I'm still like closer to neutral good, not. not yeah, I would say. Yeah. Like more neutral good, still not, not necessarily bad, but yeah. not neutral. I think he's be more on the good side now. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. You He's know, no. doing things for the better of the people. Exactly. He's doing it for the better of the people, not like now if he wasn't, if he just let them horde just go through. Yeah. Then maybe That's you true. changed it right. to bad, you know, he sorry, didn't just evil. wipe out everybody with yeah, the horde. Exactly. Yeah. And the yeah. smile on their faces. Yeah. Like they knew that they did a good thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like if he had said, if, if, if in the meeting he said, you're going to die, I'm just going to use you anyway, uh-huh. <laughs> then maybe he'd still be neutral. <laughs> I, I don't know what the, what that was but it just depends that's okay um so that's yeah. pretty much it i mean you you basically um guess what happens next the, yeah it, it tells the story of like what happened two weeks prior yeah yeah of yeah. him asking the guards hey this is gonna you, you're gonna die who wants to like not rest in peace to help protect the town yeah and most of them turned it down but he got one company to say agree. yeah we're gonna do this yeah, yeah we got it yeah which fine, at least he got one. But, um, yeah, I like it though. It means that I need to RP a little bit better. That's really what it means. <laughs> yeah. Oops. <clears throat> I think but it's something we'll you practice. It I is, mean, I'm still is. terrible at it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's practice. So, um, I mean, I wanted to do Dice of Destiny. I don't think we have time for Dice of Destiny now because we're already at half so. an hour. But yeah. I like the story. I think it's good. Mm. It's always helpful to share stories with everybody so they can learn how to do those things. So. Like Hopefully you guys that like story that story, and I was like, "Now I want to play a necromancer." <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually kind of do. I don't too. know how high of a level I need to be to like have a portal I... of undead somewhere. No idea. Okay, so we're doing our Amazon find of the day. Oh, typed in Dungeons up. and Dragons. Is what is I typed it? in. Yep. Okay. We're I was scrolling past all the sponsored stuff because I don't really care, and all the specifics. And the first thing we get is this. Uh, uh, it's a sponsored one too, but I don't really care. Oh it looks gosh. cool. It's the complete stat tracker set. What's that? I don't know. We're gonna look. Oh. It's Sixty nine bucks. Um, and it looks like a. Oh, do you put like? Oh, it's kind of cool. Okay, it's like a a thing for each person. Look at that. See? 
Oh, you put the stats and you put the stats of all the characters, and you can hang them up on your DM screen, and then it you can put them in order for like initiative and oh, that's actually really cool. Look at that. You can make your own, but then it gives you like the ones that are like the abolith, right? For the monsters, for the monsters too. Yeah, and see Invisible Stalker, right? Say, I'm like, how is this sixty nine dollars? And see here, you can even look in like. Like it's got a. This, on this is actually really cool. You can. It, you probably could, but look in here. It's got like a a thing to like do them by um, alphabetical, alphabetical or um, animals in here and stuff. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Okay, I like that. It's a little stat tracker that you can put on top of your um, yeah. uh, it like hangs onto your DM screen, so you have a name of what it is. And then you can put them in in the initiative order if you want, and then you know their stats to be able Sounds to fall point. through. Initiative, that's yeah, a good way to do initiative. Yeah, it's a great way because then it's hanging. I've I've wanted to do that. I don't have my own DM screen. So I've wanted to show that and have the, something like that. Well, it showed like but, the, the you put the character's name on the top and it folds over. Yeah, yeah. No, you I'm saying in, you put them in order, and then yeah. people can see like who's up, who's next, up next. Who's coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like and they that. Can get ready. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I think that's something that I'm working on and handouts and things like that but yeah yeah so um unfortunately we've come to the end of yet another episode thank you guys bye and there you have it another episode of dead before it started bald and bearded chronicles wrapped up in a critical success before we ride off into the sunset, don't forget to share your own tales of misadventure and mayhem with us. We'd love to hear about your characters who met their fate before they could say critical fail. Absolutely. Reach out to us on social media, hashtag dead before it started, and let us know your favorite moments from today's episode or any epic fails you've encountered on your own tabletop escapades. And if you've been enjoying our stories of woe and laughter, be sure to leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Your feedback helps other adventurers discover the podcast and join our ever-growing guild of storytellers. Until next time, dear listeners, may your dice be kinder than a gentle breeze and your campaigns be as legendary as the sagas of old. Farewell, adventurers. Keep those imaginations soaring and those dice rolling. Be sure to join us for the next episode of Dead Before It Started, Bald and Bearded Chronicles. Thank you.